Hello and welcome back to Practicing Human, the podcast where every day we're getting a little better at life. I'm your host, Corey Mascara, and in today's episode, we are going to talk about reducing urges and impulses. More to come on that in a moment. First, let's settle in together with the sound of the bells. Okay, so lately I have been trying to increase the amount of time between my last meal of the day and when I fall asleep. Ideally, to give myself about three to four hours between dinner and when I am in bed. The reason for this is that uh, it is pretty well documented that in most cases that improves sleep If you're not digesting food while you're trying to sleep, your body's not working as hard, your your heart rate is lower, and you're more likely to access uh, what's called deep sleep, which is more restorative. So I know this for myself as well, but sometimes when the day gets full, uh, meals can get put off, and I do find myself eating later in the day or snacking closer to uh, when I'm going to go to bed. Especially there are these things called paleo puffs, which are like a healthy version of a cheese doodle. But anytime I have a healthy version of something, I give myself a little bit too much permission to go <laughs> to go into that. <laughs> so um, I've been getting in this bad habit, what I would characterize as a bad habit for me, in the last couple of weeks of, uh, not every day, but if I find myself hungry in the evening, eating those a little close to midnight, not midnight, before I go to bed, which is usually around 9.30 or 9 o'clock. And I wake up just not feeling as sharp. I feel more sluggish. Uh, My aura ring, which measures my sleep, suggests that I didn't get as much deep sleep. So all to say, this is one of the reasons I've been working on trying to uh, increase that time before bed. However, I give you some of this backstory to say that I've created some habits around eating before I fall asleep. And I notice the urges to eat are still there, even though I'm trying to set this parameter for myself. And so, for instance, right now I'm recording this episode at 8 p.m., planning to go to bed around 9 p.m., and had my last meal around 5.30. And I notice about an hour ago, that the the urge to eat something was coming up. And, you know, I am not, I have a lot to say about diet culture, and I have a lot of aversion to mainstream forms of diet culture, and could even say all forms of diet culture. So I am not one, this is not a podcast about, oh, you have an impulse to to eat something? All right bad. Let's reduce that impulse so you don't eat and you lose weight, whatever it is. Uh, One, I don't think those are long-term strategies for health. And two, I think you just end up overriding your own connection to your body, which in the long run is the most detrimental thing you could do for your health and your well-being. So let's just get it clear that I am not talking about if there's an impulse to eat something, uh, that that's immediately bad. However, I notice for myself that there is a difference between a an 
uh, an impulse to eat something that's coming out of my body, like genuinely being hungry, needing food, and that impulse to eat that is coming more out of habit or boredom or wanting to distract myself or just wanting to occupy myself with something. And so since I you know, want to work with these urges and I, I, I realize like, oh man, I have like two and a half hours before I go to bed, uh, you know, this is going to be hard. I use it as an opportunity to bring my attention to the urge and I was laying down. Actually, I'll be just fully transparent on the details of what I was doing because I think it's useful. Um, I, I didn't, I, I was laying down on my bed, but I was also on my phone. So I think I was scrolling through social media or something. So it's not like I put all of that aside and said, all right, let's go into meditation posture so we can work with these urges. I was laying down, scrolling, you could say fairly aimlessly, and I recognize that, oh, my body's hungry right now. So while I'm doing that, I also just bring some of my attention to the urge that's there, uh, this desire. And I, I could tell, because I had just eaten not too long ago, I just had this sense of, you're probably not actually hungry, that this is just out of habit. So bring the attention to the urge, and, and I ask it, what do you need? Before even asking it that, I notice just by bringing my attention to the urge, rather than being on the other side of it, and what I mean by being on the other side of it is like the urge arises, and usually we're just reacting from the urge. So we're not actually present with the urge, we're, we're in the action that the urge wants to do. So the urge comes up, like, oh, hungry, and I'm already thinking about, you know, like, oh, let me go into the kitchen and get those paleo puffs. Mm, they're going to be good. So my mind's on the other side of the urge versus let me bring my attention before the urge or into the urge, which would be like being present for the experience, the actual sensation of the craving. So I noticed just by shifting from being on the other side of the urge to being in the urge or around the urge with my presence, that it actually softened it uh, quite significantly. It wasn't as strong. It didn't have as much power over me. And then it allowed me to have this inquiry with the urge. Like, what do you actually need? Right? If, if there is this intuition that I'm not, I don't actually need food my, right now. My, my body is full. So if that's the case, and this is still coming up, what do you actually need? What are you pointing to? And it's not like I was given a very clear message or transmission, but I was given some information, some communication that could be reduced to wanting to be consumed with something. So there was this, when I felt into the urge it didn't really have to do with the food. It had to do with the desire for immersion, to feel full on some level, and not on like a uh, like a food level. Although that's why these things can cross wires, is because like being full with food is another form of getting this this sense of fullness. But it really didn't have to do with the food. It had to do with the feeling of being consumed with something. Uh, really amplifying the sense doors and something that was like less boring than what I was experiencing now. So it kind of started at that level, like, oh, that's interesting. This urge to, to be immersed and to consume, to be full. It's like a, like a want a fullness of life. And when I went further in that, there was actually some 
fear of not having that. So there was this desire for that fullness, but like on the other side of that desire, which had this like buzzing energy of like, gimme, 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 need it, need it, need it. When I dropped into that a layer deeper, there was this like quiet, soft fear that was there. And I don't totally know what it was pointing to, but it just had this felt sense of, if I don't get that, something's going to be wrong. And again, I I think there's times where we can get that communication in the body and know that it's pointing to something deep. This one, the intuition, because there really wasn't anything that would that was going wrong that I could point to. And it's not like I was starving or fasting for multiple days, just eaten like an hour ago. So I, I knew there wasn't actually something wrong. And that allowed me to, you know, be with it a little bit more and explore it a little bit more. And again, it's not like I got to some childhood trauma that was around it, although I'm sure that can be the case, or I know it's the case in other things that can arise for me and for others. Instead, it was just, it was this general fear of nothingness uh, or resistance to nothingness and using consumption or immersion or like wanting to be full of life or the next sensory experience as a a way to avoid a more neutral experience, Uh, something that is more akin to nothingness, although nothing in the human realm is absolute nothingness. So there was some avoidance to that, and I definitely track for myself throughout the day, especially when I'm engaged in work or I have caffeine. Like There's a, a certain buzz that gets going and like a, a future orientation and excitement of being filled with the next thing that has its own energy and momentum to it um, that is is different than just being in like a, a still, quieter, calmer place. And I think I've been in that orientation quite quite a bit, especially in the last month or so with a lot of travel and preparing for the new year, that this this stiller state, especially at the end of the day where there has been a lot of working and, you know, my meditation practice happens in the morning, um, that there was just like some resistance to that. And so the resistance to that shows up as this impulse, this urge, which attaches itself to food, which can create some pattern that is not useful for me. And when I am trying to break that pattern, it actually feels uh, quite painful and concerning and presents itself as as fear, which I found to just be very interesting. Now, I described this over the course of, I don't know, eight minutes. I don't know how good a job I did at describing it, but hopefully you're following along. But even though it took me eight minutes to describe it, that process and the relief from that and not feeling as compelled by the urge, that shifted in about... Mm, the first shift happened in like three seconds, five seconds of bringing my attention to the urge. And then it pretty radically shifted within 10 to 15, 20 seconds, maybe after doing the inquiry. And I don't, I didn't include that note enough at the end, but just being able to see the underlying fear of like, oh, not wanting to be in nothingness or wanting to be consumed by something, just holding that in awareness shifted it entirely. And I was actually able to settle into the 
the nothingness of the moment. Again, it wasn't pure nothingness. In that case, I was even still on my phone. But the non-massive consumption, doing, big energy, right? I was able to just settle into what it was like right there, including this feeling of like, oh, I really want something big to stimulate me. Ah, notice that, soften. And then it became, you know, beautiful. The moment was really satisfying. And interestingly, I didn't actually want to follow the urge. That one's a harder one for me to describe. Um, but I, I found the opposite came up. I actually found myself really enjoying dwelling in the space of holding the urge in awareness and resting in the space behind it, that space of stillness, uh, spaciousness, like contentment, groundedness. That was a reward unto itself. It was a thing that was actually fulfilling me and satisfying me. And I could feel that going into the urge, because it was coming as a way to distract me from that place, uh, it was it was losing its power. It was actually becoming, I was developing an aversion to it because I had gotten what I was actually looking for on a deep level. And so I, I played with this because it went in and out over the next hour Um and I gave myself some space to explore it because I said, oh, I should make a podcast episode on this. So I wanted to go into it more. So I'm happy to report I did not have any paleo puffs. I will be going to bed soon. And uh, I just found this to be, I've talked about this at other points on the podcast, but there are little things like this that I often find I need to remind myself of. And I was pretty taken aback by how powerful that simple reminder of just when there is a craving or an urge that just bringing attention to it rather than being on the other side of it, which is the action that it wants to inspire. When we get caught up in the action or what the thing is that we want, I think it's very easy to get seduced by that. And that's when we just get you know propelled into getting the thing. But when we take a step back and just feel the energy of the craving and ask it what it actually needs usually we'll see that what it really needs is not the thing it thinks it needs. That's just a story, an image, an idea that it's attached to it. What we really need is something deeper. And often that deeper thing is accomplished just by holding space for that urge, just being present with it, as cliche and trite as that might be. So give this a shot. And it's also especially relevant for the topic that I've been talking quite a bit about lately, uh, which is stillness, that I am running an online retreat on this weekend, inner stillness, unwinding into strength. And this is one of the powers in a very practical way of uh, dropping into that kind of stillness in yourself is that it does have a reorganizing effect on your entire system. It, it holds and softens all of these patterns that typically run amok and take us into behaviors that are frustrating to us and we know we try to fix them with willpower but the space of stillness like it's the nutriment that all of those patterns all of the forms of running all the forms of trying to fill a void all of it it's the nutriment for that and so you know imagine what can happen in a weekend of exploring that space as opposed to a few minutes so if that's of interest to you, I'd love to have you there. You could learn more details at coreymascara.com forward slash retreat or just go to the link in the show notes. 
Thank you for your practice. I will talk to you tomorrow. And until then, as always, take care.